all the latest news, views and reaction to the A-League, the Socceroos and Australian football. This is 442FM. Hello and welcome back to 442FM. Thanks for tuning in for a, another week. Um, it was goals, goals and uh, the Newcastle Jets Central Coast Mariners game. Uh, in, this, <laughs> in this weekend of the Hyundai A-League, uh, four points uh, between the top five uh, as we come into the final third of the season. And with me to dissect the weekend's actions, I have Con Stamacostas. Uh, thanks for um, allowing me to participate again. Um, I just want to say there was two belters, two zingers, and one stinker. This, uh, what do you think of that? A bit of a yeah, rhyming... Yeah. Um, the belters were obviously the derby between Sydney, um, the, the two Sydney teams, and then mm-hmm. you had Wellington and upsetting Melbourne victory. I don't know if it's really an upset. Wellington's been playing well. Mm. And then uh, the, I guess uh, the zingers, you had um, Melbourne City upsetting Adelaide. Yep. And then we had uh, Perth and Brisbane drawing. And then the stinker, well, we mentioned that. It mm. was always going to be like that. Wasn't it was, it? It, it, it's the only game that didn't matter, really, in the round. Yeah. Everything else had something at stake. Had some meaning. And, um, and it played out exactly like that. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of come on to, uh, actually, let, let's just start with the Newcastle, uh, the, the Jets-Mariners game, get it out of the way, um, because this was this was a prime example of two teams that have got very little to play for, and, and probably, in all honesty, they're just looking forward to, to get this season over and done with, and so they, they've got time to rebuild, um, work on what's going wrong, on field and off field, and and try and put it behind them and, uh, and draw a line under under this season of the of, of the A League. Um, Jets. Well, um, the only thing that I can note from that game was the uh, the Jets keeper Ben Kennedy made a couple of good saves mm-hmm. uh, to stop the Mariners. I think there was one against Fitzgerald in the first half, and then there was one um, uh, for uh, I think it was Fabio Ferreira midway through the second half. Um, Diving at full stretch to his right, um, saving with his fingertip. Uh, mm. So I think, um, yeah, the, the problem the problem is with those two teams are the owners at the moment. I mean, the players are suffering because of it. Mike Charlesworth wants to move Central Coast Mariners to uh, Manly and call them the Northern Eagles, mm-hmm. like the um, North Sydney Bears. Um, the same thing that happened with them. Uh, Nathan Tinkler um, just wants to sack everyone. Uh, he w- <laughs> um, so yeah, you've got to feel sorry for both teams, mm. and uh, it's it's starting to show. Like it was showing f- previous to that, but now it's yeah, the season. It's like it must feel like to the players where, say, um, if you're a, a school kid or you're someone at work where. You've got only a couple of weeks left of school or work. Yeah. And you just... Put your feet up. You're just putting your feet up. Yeah. You're calling your mates up. What are you doing? You're jigging <laughs> class. You're scribing off. Yeah. I mean, the, the players aren't really doing that. <laughs> and it seems like the owners are. Yeah. No, and, and, and again, for... Well, I, I can't even remember how many weeks running that it's been that we come... And the, the, the main thing that we're talking about after the game is off-field. Yeah. And it, I, I'm just bored of it. There's just been too much. Like, I, I, do you know what? I don't give a shit what happens behind the scenes. I just want to see two teams go at it for 90 minutes 
and and have a really good game of football. And uh, and unfortunately, I'm getting none of that yeah. and all of the other nonsense. Yeah. Well, that's what you focus on, isn't it? When when this shit on the field, you're going to focus on the mm. shit off the field as well. Yeah. And uh, they both um, haven't bought very well uh, in terms of the imports. Uh, the uh, recruiting has been poor, um, even with the local players. Uh, the um, the local players are suffering, um, so uh, let's just move on to the. <laughs> Can we please? Uh, yeah, let's, I, I well, suppose the, the, the only th- the, the only other thing to um, which was again is a, a an off field. Um, it shows sort of breaks in the ranks is uh, is Hutch being left out of the of the, the Mariners, yeah. and I think that to sort of let's just kind of leave it there. But it, it just shows that you know he's one of the most respected players in that dressing room, and uh, you know him being dropped for a, a, a derby, and, and you know it's got some history this derby. Yeah, you know it it, it's a it's a bit a bit of a big rivalry there, and uh, and to have. Less than eight thousand in attendance, which is quite rare for this sort of game. It just shows that you know the apathy is uh, equal amongst the the rest of the fans as well as it is with uh, the rest of the league. So, also, um, what you're saying about John Hutchison, he was going to equal the um, Matt Thompson's record of two hundred twenty-one Hyundai A League appearances. Yeah, he played in that game, and he was talking up the rivalry. Um, during the week as well, so mm. he's a player the um, Jets fans love to hate. Like being a Sydney fan, I don't yeah, like him yeah. only because he's a comp- very competitive player, yeah. and he he um, he can uh, d- uh, can score goals against you. He can take uh, one of your players out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, well, a weird thing for um, Phil Moss to do to leave him out. Right. So that was a, that's the dud out of the way. Yeah. Um, let's go to Friday night's game, and as you, as you mentioned, was what was, it, was this a zinger? A zinger. Did you yeah. class as a zinger? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm having that. Um, it was. I think more than anything, this proved to me that Adelaide don't necessarily have what it takes to, for, um, to win this to win this league. Where I'll be cool. Yeah. This was a. It, it was a, a game that. Um, you know, I'm not taking anything away from uh, City, and I, th- I thought they played well, and, and their marquee players turned up for um, for this game, which has been uh, sort of needed. But it was this is a, this is a game that Adelaide should be should be winning really here. And I know it is away, but um, if they if they want to be up there at the top of the league and, and challenging for that number one spot, then they've got to play a lot better than this. And I don't think they necessarily turned up. Well, I think what's happened with Adelaide is during, for this game they had three of their key players out. They, they've got a non-existence defence at the moment. They're missing Berg, Bogard mm. and Malik, and they've got Tarek Elrich, um, who's a really a left back playing in defence. Yeah. Um, they're also missing Isaias, who's their um, number six, I think. So he's like their thrust. Mm. So they're missing three players that provide um, uh, defensive, uh, do a lot of defensive work and the thrust as well moving from midfield. So yep. I think um, once they scored, which was a beautiful goal, mm. that was a beautiful flick by Sirio um, and then Sa- Sanchez, another Just nice little finish. Um, uh, finish to uh, go over the keeper. And um, I think with, with that game, they probably needed to score another another goal because th- the defence is poor at the moment. So, mm. um, And it's another... They've been inconsistent. I think they've won two games and lost two games and draw one in the last five since the Asian Cup break. 
if I'm not mistaken. I will tell you exactly what they've done. Um, so part of the uh, uh, of my research this uh, this weekend was to pull off um, the, 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 as we're going into the sort of final stages of the season to pull off the the form of the of the top teams. And I pulled, pulled them off for for everyone really. Yeah. Um, so uh, Adelaide, the last five games, one two, drawn one, lost two in the. Uh, in the last the last five, so and the, the, I think the games they've lost have been away as well. They lost against uh, Melbourne City and Central Coast Mariners. So I think that if you look at that, you know, you, I, I agree with your your point that maybe they're not the the team to be taking out a title. But then next week they could um, this round they could come up with a uh, another victory, and you, mm-hmm. uh, your your mind changes. So um, I wouldn't write. Adelaide City off just yet. They're playing the best football uh, in the A-League, um, arguably. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think once they get... The, I don't know what the story is on their defenders when they're coming back. I think Malik's out for a bit more. Um, Bogard, I'm not too sure. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's, once they get their full team, I think um, Adelaide is up there. But, as, as I said, they're, they're struggling without their defensive but that, players. And that worries me. Um, they're playing the Phoenix next week. So this is a, a big, yeah, a, a big game for that for that top four, um, and you know, the, the joint points with um, with the Phoenix. That's away a, too. That's away and in Wellington. So in, in Wellington against a free scoring uh, Wellington Phoenix team. Yeah. Uh, I, I I think this this defeat to City could be um, one of those that um, that sort of. Uh, writes the future really a little bit for um, for the end of their campaign, um, but City, Moy, I thought he was class. Give Again, it to Moy. you know we um, <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we we spoke about we spoke about Moy last last week and uh, and saying how he's not the not getting paid the marquee wages. Yeah, that's and, right. Um, but he really did show this weekend that he's uh, that little bit of class in that yeah. in that City team that they need. Uh, and I'd be surprised if he's still there at the end of the season. And uh, good to see Josh Kennedy get a goal. That was trademark Jesus and Corinne yeah. um, providing Assist. the cross. Yeah. So good to see their um, their big name players stepping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just need to see more of that. And um, it was quite loud. I noticed. Um, the the crowd was uh, very excited to see to hear to see Jesus score. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's. And uh, Baharudin scored his uh, his first goal in the uh, in the A League as well. Timmy, Singaporean Timmy Cahill, and uh, he scored with his feet rather than his head. Yeah. So that, that was a great finish. That yeah, it was very nice. You know, it's uh, he found himself with far too much space on that on that back post, and and as you said, it's uh, it's that defensive weakness that that's going to affect Adelaide. Yeah, because that just. That was very poor defending. I just uh, went went across the goal, and he, he found himself free, and bang. Um, uh, also, um, some of the stats coming from that game: um, City uh, had 19 shots to Adelaide seven, and uh, City had seven on target and just two on target for Adelaide, which really is a concern because um, Adelaide do produce a lot of chances. And if they're not producing chances and they've got a weak defence, they that could be in trouble. So, mm. Mm. so um, so yeah, uh, positive signs for uh, for City going into going into next week's game uh, as they travel up um, Sydney Way uh, and up to the Central Coast against the Mariners next next weekend or this weekend coming. Uh, which brings us to an, an, a game that was close to home, which I'm sure I. I, I 
I can see Con's smiling face yes. before I've even started talking about it. Um, it was a Sydney derby. Um, it was the spectacle that is um, up there. That, that, that is quickly becoming a major sporting event, um, Australian sporting yeah. event. It is brilliant. Well, I had an amazing time in that game. I, I went with Rob Toddler. We caught a, um, a train up to the game, and we were walking through Parramatta, and just seeing the site... Uh, usually I would I drive up with my brothers, but this time I walked from the station. And you've got to experience this uh, um, if you're an A-League fan in Sydney. I mean, it's very hard to get tickets if you're not a Wanderers supporter because there's 18,000 mm. members and there was only 20,000 at the game. So, But walking through the streets in Parramatta, the streets are lined with Western Sydney Wanderers fans. The restaurants are full of Western Sydney Wanderers fans. The pubs are full of... Um, as we were walking to the stadium, um, members of the RBB came behind us and started chanting like mm. you chanting the East Sydney um, there's a chant about East Sydney, the East Sydney and it, there's I mean it's a very good chant they're rhyming and stuff <laughs> and they started flicking their um, their scarves around our our heads you know kind of banter yeah and you know we're, we're just two fans amongst a, th- a throng of Western Sydney Wanderers supporters <laughs> and all the Western Sydney Wanderers fans are watching uh, watching what's going on and just laughing like no one's going to help us really no. <laughs> so we just lucky we got out we survived we got out of there and then we made it into a pub and again full of Western Sydney Wanderers fans but luckily there wasn't any um, we were, when I did go to the toilet I was referred to as a faggot <laughs> by um, one of the Western Sydney Wanderers supporters which I thought was a funny thing to say in the men's toilet yeah um but yeah, a bit of banter, and actually, uh, before the game, I put in a five dollar bet um, for Yanko to be the first goal scorer, oh. um, and it was seven to one. And I thought I, I was screaming Yanko, Yanko, yeah, when the first goal went in, but it was it was an own goal. So should we talk about the game? Probably let's talk about the game. Yeah, <laughs> rather than um, yeah no, but I, I, I don't know. I I, um, I know what you're saying. I've been out to Paramara quite a few times. You're a Wanderers fan. Uh, you watch say, you've done the Poznan and all that. <laughs> I've been caught up in a Poznan once yeah. or twice. Um, I uh, certainly wouldn't class myself as a Wanderers fan. Oh, but, okay. Um, <laughs> Don't I, I, I'm, I'm, with a brush? I, I, no, I'm a football fan. Oh, okay. I, just, I, I just say that so I can go to all A-League grounds and not get scarves uh, swirled <laughs> around my head. But, um, um, but no, you know, that banter is, uh, is great. And I think if we talk about some of the negatives, you know, that sort of... The, there was the um, uh, Sydney player who got slapped. Oh, yeah. There's two incidences, yeah, and the fans that got hospitalised as well, yeah. And um, I, I was, I was actually worried when that was happening, when, when, because there was about five or six of those fans, and they're big boys, mm. and they're very excited to, um, you know, chant for their team. And luckily, my um, Rob just sort of stopped and said, "Oh, do you know? Do you guys want to know where the pub is? No, no. All right then. Yeah. Like we were just, you know, trying to be funny rather than yeah, be, yeah, yeah. you know, aggressive back to them or anything like that." But I feel sorry for those fans. On the on the way home after the game, we, we I was walking with the Sydney FC fans, and we had safety in numbers, and mm. we also had a police police escort walking us back to the station. So those fans must have been caught up um, in a situation where they maybe they, got away from the rest of the yeah. fans, or they left earlier or later because most of the fans were together. So mm. um, yeah, it's a shame about those fans. It, and you it don't is, and, and, and no, it, there's no place for that in in, in this sport, really. Um, you know, we've, it is, um, you know, it's, it's not it's not a witch hunt. You know, it's, it's not you know 
it's not the responsibility of um, uh, well, it's it's the responsibility of the club as such. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not um, it's not a, a Wanderers issue really. Um, you know, there definitely needs to be something that happens in football in general, and you know, and this happens in sports grounds all over uh, all over the country, all over the world. Um, but you know, it's 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 these sort of things that is tarnishing the sports reputation in this in this country. And uh, you know, and there's no place for it. So definitely can't condone anything like that. Uh, banter, chanting, atmosphere. Yeah. You know, that that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that, that that is what makes this sport brilliant. Uh, when that sort of step, takes that further step and and turns into something else, uh, whether it's um, you know race, violence, uh, anything like that, uh, it's you know it, it it brings the sport into their repute and uh, and it doesn't get um, our vote of confidence from four four two. That is for sure. Yeah, like I don't want to say a lot because I'm a you know everyone knows I'm a Sydney FC fan and mm-hmm. you know Sydney FC aren't clean skins. We've got history where we've caused trouble as well, but I think um, the Wanderers fans you should be able to get your aggression and everything you want to get out during the game, mm. like. They have. They are so passionate and so um, uh, so. Uh, uh, what's the word? Not extreme, but so uh, exuberant in the way they support their team. We've seen nothing like it mm. in the A League. Like even as a Sydney FC fan, I have to applaud that yeah, because yeah. they are. Uh, it's amazing to watch. Like during the game, when they came back and the score was three two, um, when Bullock got the uh, first his first goal. Mm. Um, in the first half that was incredible and then when it got to three all that was one of the most amazing moments in sport I've ever experienced you got the flare you got Bullet going crazy running into the fans and then all of a sudden like the, the Wanderers fans were pretty quiet when it was three nil mm. like <laughs> I mean, as, as any fans would yeah, be yeah most fans would be but I tell you when, when, when it got back to three all Sydney FC they didn't stop chanting at all during the second half mm. it was very loud too it must like, have been a great atmosphere yeah it was, it was amazing but you don't it should be, it should come out during the game. All that aggression, all that stuff, mm. should come out in the game. You should leave it there, just like the fan, the players leave it on the pitch, leave it in the stands, and that's it. Mm. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to yep. point fingers, but talk about the game. Three um, nil. Where did that come from? I don't think Sydney knew though knew what happened for for that to be three nil. I don't think they played. Well enough to get it to three yeah, 0 Yeah, that's another. That's the thing, and I think Sydney were surprised, um, just like the fans were, to get, to get to get it up there. The goals were kind of scrappy. The first goal, Yanko got free, mm-hmm. and then it just sort of was a ricochet and went back in off Kovic. The second goal, it was like a toe poke, but a quality toe poke by Yanko that, that, to find that was that, that's brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant forward play. Um, you, you know, and I, 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 I said before, like you know, this is uh, Yanko gave a, a bit of a masterclass yes. on uh, on forward play yeah. in that first half an hour. Yeah. Um, you know, he should. You know, I don't think he even touched that the one for the for the first goal. No. Uh, I think it bounced off a defender and hit Kovic and came off the post and hit yeah. Kovic again. But um, but just him being there, yeah. it showed like that. That's rare to see Kovic come in and flapping, and yeah. you know, it's it's a rare mistake from him. So, but it just shows how nervous he is around uh, around Janko. Well, Janko's the tallest player in the A League this season. So, um, also the the third goal, uh, I think Sydney are starting to um, play a bit more direct. Because that was a direct pass from yep. the in, from straight from defence yep. into Yanko, I think from Ryle, and uh, they were playing a bit more um, on the ground uh, the first uh, few weeks of the season. But I think now, when I mean, you, you've got to use that, I mean, there's no shame. I don't I don't mind direct play now and again. Mm. 
it's the problem is is when you just that, that's all you've got, you know. Yeah. But I, I'm there's really a, happy the, that Sydney there's, see there's a, a, a significant difference between long ball football yeah. uh, and direct play. Yeah. And there's there's a time in a time and a place for direct play. Yeah. And, and when you've got someone who is such a, a menace and a strong target figure such as Yanko, um, then definitely. And there's a reason. And there's a reason why he's uh, top goal scorer in the league. Twelve yeah. goals a season and eight in the last five, eight goals in the last five games. Oh, if he continues that, he could get more over twenty this season. Mm. So, uh, and Sydney could have got it to four 0 They had a chance where Brosk was one on one with the keeper, and uh, gave it to Namov, and he and he missed. But I just wanted to bring up a point up. Um, Johan Cruyff has this. Uh, he's got a lot of quotes, but he says his quote where he says. If you're one-on-one with a keeper, don't lay it off to another player. Because what happens is the defence has time to catch up to the other um, attacker and that m- minimises your your chance to score a goal. If you've got a higher percentage, is when the when you're a one-on-one with a keeper, take a shot. There's a higher percentage of you scoring. And that was an opportunity there. But, um, yeah, the Wanderers came back. Quality goals by the Wanderers, I must say, yep. as well. Um, the, got- the, the sec- their second goal. Was oh, such a brilliant, beautiful move. goal, and Bullet was, almost broke his foot. <laughs> I don't think they showed it on the on the replays, but when Bullet scored that goal, he was kicking the uh, advertising board so hard. Oh, really? And uh, you could you can break your foot because he was he was he's a Western Sydney boy. He's yeah, an ex Sydney yeah. FC player too. Yeah. Uh, he's had a bit of a rough time overseas. Uh, um, also, he's been in trouble with the law too. I think uh, mm-hmm. in Sydney he was involved, I think, with the Muslim Brotherhood and being in gangs and going AWOL from his club. Um, and I don't think he played as as often he would have liked in Turkey. I think he's ended up playing uh, in the second division there. So, um, yeah, he uh, the, the, it was incredible for him. Maybe, maybe he's, he's the clinical striker that uh, Wanderers yep. uh, are searching for. Mm. Um, and then the third goal that was brilliant too in the. In, in the smoke of the flare yeah um, and just smashed it in I mean the adrenaline coming imagine that coming back from overseas or your first your debut game the adrenaline you must have to, um, to out on the pitch you, you'd just be mm. running on adrenaline the whole game so uh, score two goals on your debut yeah not many many players that have done that in the in the A-League no and uh, yeah and then Sydney um, and Tonus uh Beautiful touch to set up um, his second touch and beautiful left foot shot. He hasn't been playing uh, mm. from the beginning, so I'm sure that would have been a reminder, Graham Arnold, to start me. I, you know, I can produce stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So, I, and he looked he looked good early early yeah, in the season, and um, I, I think he looks good every time he plays. He 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 controls the game. He he's um, he sets up play beautifully. He's composed. Uh, he's got a great vision. Uh, mm. to, um, switches the play well and can shoot from outside the box. So uh, maybe he's back to full fitness. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons um, may, maybe why he's not playing. So, yeah. Well, um, Con had a chat with um, Terry Antonis. Yeah. Uh, you'll hear a bit more from that um, in the next part. So uh, that was the Sydney Derby. Um what a, what a, what a brilliant game! Yeah, the, the lovely uh, adver- advertisement for the game. Oh. Uh, that, I think that's all the cliches. But I mean, you, you're what do you what did you in terms of game? You've uh, in terms of games in the A League. What would you rate that one in, in terms of your time here? I mean, that do must you, be. I, yeah. Do you know what? I, I I don't think you can completely 
get the feeling of a game when you're when you're not there. Yeah, I, I love watching football and I, you know obviously supporting English football and and, and watching uh, overseas games. You know you. you you're forced to watch it on TV here, yeah. um, and I, I kick myself that I wasn't able to get out to the to the game on yeah. Saturday. Um, but um, but yeah, so I, I actually um, uh, I actually had to watch it on a bit of a delay. So oh, I, okay. I, I was out and I was meant to be back for the game. Oh, got so delayed. Alive. So um, yeah, that's I, always tough. So I and 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 I. I didn't know the score. I, I think I watched it on a, a forty minute delay. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But I was like. You know, this could be this could be a bit of a dud. Um, I'll watch the first half, see how it see how it goes, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll make the decision on if I if I watch the whole game. And Jesus Christ, I was uh, I, I melted in, into my into my sofa watching TV. People sort of like milling around my house, just coming in, and just I, I just couldn't describe what was going on. Um, it was exhilarating yeah. from from minute one, um, and it was a as you said, a fantastic game of football and a great advert for for the A League, and the banter as well amongst the fans. Like I was, I was on top of the cove. I wasn't. Um, well, I was in where the Sydney FC fans were, but all the action was on the bottom level, and just the banter coming through when the Wanderers were. You know that big chant. Um, who do we sing for? Yeah. Like Sydney, the Sydney FC fans would start that chant, and then so the Sydney FC fans would go who do you sing for and then the Wanderers fans would go we sing for the Wanderers Sydney FC fans would go we sing for Sydney we sing for Sydney and then there was also another chant which is who did you used to sing for which is you know making fun of the fact there's a lot of Western Sydney yeah. fans who used to be Sydney FC fans as well and that chant I tell you that was going on from Parramatta to the city oh, all the way brilliant. so brilliant um, <laughs> again I'm getting I think I'm getting away from my uh, um Neutral vantage point, of <laughs> but I can't be, I can't can't help it because it, yeah. it's just incredible. It's as very well. very easy to get get caught up in that game. Yeah. Um, moving on to the the later game on that Saturday night, uh, Perth two Brisbane two, and uh, Perth uh, sorry uh, Brisbane are the, fo- the the form team going into that game. Uh, they were. Um, you know, actually, an interesting stat from some of my form tables: uh, the, the Brisbane Raw um, form table. They're the second um, in the table for playing away. Brisbane is. Brisbane is. Oh, okay. So um, Sydney FC are top, yeah. winning, uh, played nine, won five, drawn four. Uh, un- still, Sydney FC still unbeaten away from home yeah. on nineteen points. Brisbane uh, played eleven games, so they played a few more. Seventeen points. On the road this season, wow. Brisbane Raw, which you know that's that, that's surprising for a team that is sitting you know seventh and you know haven't really looked a, a shadow of a of a former Brisbane team. Just goes to show that if they improve their home form this season, that could be they could be up there. So well, yeah, unsurprisingly, um, they're bottom of the home table. Yeah, uh, wow. only only winning one goal, uh, one game at home this season, five points. So of the twenty-two points that Brisbane have got this season, um, seventeen have, have come away. Which uh, th- 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 that stat is, is slightly skewed because they've only they've only played six games at home, so they've played. Uh, Almost double um, the amount of games away. Um, so you know, if if they do sort of improve that at home form, they've coming into the end, tail end of the season, they're going to have a fair few home games to catch up on. Uh, you know, they they could make a late a, a late charge. That uh, definitely for um, for that sixth place, sixth spot, 
potentially even for for hire. Well, what what we're seeing in the la- in since the Asian Cup is Brisbane, um, Melbourne City, and Sydney FC have improved dramatically, and it's Perth, um, Adelaide, and I guess um, Melbourne Victory's been okay. This this not as consi- inconsistent as the others, but Perth and um, Perth and uh, Adelaide um, haven't been going uh, as consistent as the other teams, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Perth especially. They've um, I think I've got a stat here as well. They've conceded ten goals in the last four matches and just scored four times in their last three matches, and they've only um, uh, they've had four draws and one loss um, in their last five games, and they only had four points in their last six matches. Mm. So, and they're still top. <laughs> so yeah. that's just goes to show that um, uh, Adelaide and Melbourne haven't capitalised on Perth's um, uh, poor form. So, um, but mm. saying that Perth, have, they've had four draws in that, so they haven't lost. Um, so uh, that was uh, that was an interesting game because. Um, Brisbane were looking like they're going to win that game. They were winning two one, mm. and then Corey Brown got sent off. And then uh, Perth, uh, I forgot the name of the play, an audacious attempt on goal. I think it was from thirty meters out. Um, oh yeah, the, the, the one that hits the post and, and Jilbich puts Jilbich it in. And then just smacks it in. I think it's the yeah. second volley of the season. So um, Brisbane must be wondering how they didn't get the three points from that game. They were they, they were very unlucky there, I thought. Um, so a uh, question for you: Talk about Brown's red card. Is was that taking one for the team, or is that a silly decision? I mean, it's probably so, so, taking one for the team. I think I think it's instinctive for strikers, for defenders. Sorry, the coach must. I think you're coached from a young kid. Whatever you do, if you're in that position, take the player down. Mm. And if you if you don't do that, um, if that's your last resort and you can't win the tackle fairly, you, you can't. There's no other way as a defender than doing your best to bring him down because you might get a, a yellow card out of it. The defender, um, uh, the uh, the the attacker might be um, might be running through, so there's he's not the last attacker. That, that's sort of you're lucky in that case, mm. but in that in that uh, in that sen- in, during that moment there was no other attackers. He was the last yes. uh, defender, so um, that, there was no other choice. Yeah, interesting because something has done the rounds through social media this week of, um, of Solskjaer playing for Man United and uh, and playing against Newcastle. It must have been in the nineties, and uh, Rob Lee was running through. Uh, to score for uh, one-on-one with Newcastle, Solskjaer came from nowhere and just absolutely clattered him from behind. Yeah. Was never going to get there. Yeah. Straight red. Got was walking off the field before he even uh, got the card out. Um, but that was like, and uh, United went on to win the game. And that was just a prime example of you know taking one for the team. Yeah, you have uh, to. That was a slightly different scenario because it was towards the end of the game. It was yeah. like the last three four minutes of a game. Uh, Whereas this, you know, you've got when was it, 70, 76 minutes. Yeah, seventy six minutes. You know, you've got best part of twenty minutes there to to hold on a two one lead, and and unfortunately it was a it was a bit of a matter of time before Perth Perth got the equaliser, yeah. and and probably could have, you know, a Perth team with a bit more confidence behind him probably would have gone on and got the win there, um, but 
Yeah, no. So uh, uh, as you said, so that, that Perth are still top of the league, um, but with uh, victory with a game in hand and a far sig- significant uh, goal difference. So um, victory win that game in hand, um, they could go top. Yeah, and that would be Perth off the top of the league first time since the round five. And in this instance, the table does lie because Melbourne's got a game in hand. So. Yeah. Mm, that brings us nicely onto the uh, onto the Melbourne victory Wellington Phoenix game uh, two to three, which yeah. was uh, you know we we spoke before uh, 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 almost on the on the bit of the intro where there was five teams that anyone could anyone could win it yeah. and you know you speak to any football experts in uh, in this country and everyone's scratching their head. No one is is picking a winner. No yeah. one can see. Um, you know, there isn't a necessarily a form team that is running away with it. No. Uh, it was it was Perth going going into the Asian yeah. Cup, coming out of it. Yeah. They're a, a completely different team. Um, yet they're still top of the league. And victory. This was this was their opportunity to, to close that gap and to uh, so the um, the game in hand did, doesn't mean as much. Yeah. You know, they still have to win that game. Yeah, in that's hand. right. So. Um, and Did it's against. It? Uh, sorry. Did they stuff it, Melbourne Victory? Well, that's uh, that's it. It, it. I absolutely love the Phoenix. I think if if I'm leaning towards one team, you want to marry the Phoenix. Is yeah. How much you love the Phoenix? If I'm leaning towards <laughs> one team, uh, I'm not going to sit on the fence. Um, I love you, Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand at the top of a building. <laughs> I'll scream it out for the whole world to see. Um, and I would, uh, but I just love watching them play. Yeah, they're awesome to watch. You know, they've got so many beautiful players. I've said this before, I think, but the, the top six um, or the top five, their attacking five, are just beautiful players. Nathan Burns, Bonavaccia, Krishna, McGlinchey, um, who, have, who have I forgotten? Um, anyway, yeah, the top five yeah. up front, beautiful, beautiful players to watch. Um, and. Uh, Melbourne victory should have won this game. I mean, they were winning two one. Um, beautiful goal. Uh, I think. Uh, I think second victory second goal. Um, now and again, victory just produced some of the most sublime play mm. of the A League. Beautiful one touches. Uh, Barbarous is in so much such good form at the moment. His finishing is amazing. He's back where where he was when he was playing with Brisbane, and with with goals like that. I mean, he did the same thing against Sydney FC as well. Just beautiful finishing. And w- w- what can he do? I mean, mm. um, the I think Melbourne just threw the game away. I think, um, what was the quote by Kevin Musket? Um, uh, was it murder or something like that? I don't know. There was so, uh, not surprising that Musket was losing it. Yeah. Um, but it's so surprising that a Musket team is so bad at defence. Well, I think they they probably lost Leia, um, which yeah. doesn't help. He yeah. went to China. Did he go? To, was it China? Or, yeah, not Japan. He went to China. So I think losing Leia doesn't help. But um, I think uh, uh, when I saw Ansel play against uh, Sydney FC, I got a I got a good opportunity to see him live, and I I was I think I rate Ansel, but yeah. he he allowed Boxall. Yeah. who um, a lot of people don't think he's got a lot of skill, but he ended up scoring this um, the second the second, second goal and then set and up then assist the third. Yeah. third. So um, I think victory, victory must be shaking their heads how this happened. I, I, I don't understand why. Um, why was Burns so far in the other half? 
Cause for, that, what, for that third goal. Because what happened was during the, during that go- that goal, all the defenders, um, Melbourne Victory just pushed up, and that's when Bersa Marisha, I don't know if you remember, had that chance against one on one with a keeper, and Andrew Durante came in yes. in the last minute yeah, and yeah, just yeah. Uh, did a beautiful tackle as well. And what happened was all the Victory players were just um, just moved up. So that um, one ball from uh, I think from the right back of Wellington Phoenix just. Uh, uh, got uh, Boxall up, up running, and I think uh, Burns was coming back into play. Right. Okay. And I think twenty years ago that would have been offside. Yeah, yeah. But I think the new offside rule is he allowed uh, him to stay. Um, if all he had to do was just come back, active, and make sure he, yeah. active or non-active. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, it was funny after the after the game, uh, the the comment the uh, interviewer asked. Burns, oh, you've been in a bit of a goal-scoring drought. And Nathan Burns goes, what are you talking? He goes, what? Four games? <laughs> and um, <laughs> I've had an experience of uh, interviewing Nathan Burns, and he doesn't suffer fools. <laughs> so um, and he, he speaks his mind as well. So um, that was... Uh, and he had a beautiful game too, Nathan Burns, in that game. He, he played imp- so impressive. Uh, he was everywhere, and it was just reward for him to get a goal as well and get the winning goal. And uh, that's... Two games now where Victory have defeated... Uh, they've defeated Sydney FC away and defeated Melbourne Victory away. So it's not just yeah. the, the um, home form or easy teams. They're uh, producing against the big teams Yeah, they're well. taking so, points off their rivals. And I, I thought this game was... Whilst the Sydney derby had um, just all the passion yeah. and, the, and the excitement and, and maybe not, not the sort of skill or yeah. the, the finesse level. Yeah. You know, this was this was the, the opposite, really. Yeah, the purists uh, would have been yeah um, clapping golf clapping their way through this game. Oh, but it was. It, I suppose it started from um, from 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 my uh, side the Barisha bicycle kick. You know, despite just missing a penalty, yes, and then and then tried this audacious bicycle kick, and and it nearly went in. Yeah, that's. I, I would have loved for to, to, uh, to, of that that to have gone in, and but that just shows that you know, victory. They had the pen. What were your thoughts on that pen? Did you like because that those sort of um, decisions go against teams a lot? Yeah, because it was the ball had already been ballooned over. Yeah, and. Um, uh, who was it? Who, 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 made the, who made the foul on Milligan? Um, I can't remember. I can't remember either. Um, anyway, and he came in after the ball had gone. Yeah, and and he was very oh, late. It was. Um, uh, anyway, you think about it. I'll, Sigmund, I'll carry it. Was Sigmund. Sigmund. It was. I think it was Sigmund. Yeah, um, but anywhere else on the pitch, that's a, that, that is a free kick. So I, I'm not saying it isn't a free kick, but so often do those. You know, yeah, know how often mean. do you see the player having a shot? The keeper comes flying out. The ball's already gone over the bar, but the keeper clatters him after the ball anyway. But I think if if the ball had because the ball had gone and the the defender hit a player that the ball wasn't there, mm. I think that you've got to call that. I know, I, it's, I, I, it's definitely a foul in the box. Yeah, you got to call it. But I know, I know what you're saying. I, I, just, I agree. I, th- I think you should be a free kick. It didn't have a impact on the shot because the ball had already gone. Mm. But because the ball was gone, that's exactly right. Because the ball's gone, he clatters into him. There's no other. And yeah. I think you know that can injure the player as well. So mm. yeah, yeah I think and he had I, no choice. And uh, and and the ref took his time. 
made sure he was he was one hundred percent sure. Yeah. And he gave the pen, which um, you know I've got I've got a lot of time for. I think that was. And, and Barisha was very close to giving crazy eyes to the post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him like, who am I going to get angry at here? I'm not going to get angry at myself because I'm best yeah. apparition, you know. Um, I don't work like that, but uh, I don't rule like that. But uh, yeah, so that was crucial miss too. So um, yeah, Victory will be um, spitting chips. They miss. They didn't get the three points from that. Mm. Especially Archer Thompson's 200th game. Um, uh, yeah, that... Yeah. that uh, you always get those those um, those kind of events, don't you? Where it's um, ceremony, there's a player celebrating something, or something's being celebrated, and the, and the home team um, doesn't get a, doesn't get away with it, and the the away team swells the party. So, um, one last thing to mention: um, just a big round of applause to that free kick from Bonavacha. Oh yes, Whoa. beautiful goal, superb. He's one of my favourite players of the season, yeah. Bonavacha. Um, I interviewed him this season um, for four four two, and he's an ex AX player. He spent a lot. I think he was from AX from like ten years old. Mm. Um, played one game for AX in the league, one ga- one cup game, and then was loaned out. And he's only twenty three years old as well. So twenty three, yeah, he's only wow. twenty three. I didn't realize and that. And he's um, a quality player, more of a defensive midfielder in Holland. Mm. But I think uh, for uh, the Wellington Phoenix, he's um, he. He comes in, does a lot of late runs into the box, and beautiful vision and play. You could tell he's, he's an AX Academy youth product mm. as well. So we're very lucky to have him in the A League. Very good. So finally, just on uh, just on this, actually, um, we'll leave it there. Yeah. Um, we'll have a little chat with uh, Terry Antonis, um, and uh, and then we'll preview the games um, for the uh, upcoming weekend. Join us after this. Hi Terry, uh, thanks for joining us today on Four Four Two FM podcast. I really appreciate you giving us your time. Yeah, no problems, no problems at all. All right, um, all right. Let's get into it. Obviously, um, let's. The first, the question everyone wants to know was uh, how was it? How was it scoring the winner in the Sydney Derby on the weekend? Yeah, it was a great feeling, you know, especially scoring a derby, you know, and um, getting the three points out of it as well. And uh, what instructions did Arnie give you when you came on? Because the score was uh, three all at the time, and um, Sydney came back, uh, lost the three goal lead. What, what, what did he say to you before you came on? Oh, you know, just do what you got to do. You know, I believe in you, and that's it. And um, when the ball came to you, um, just describe to us uh, what you were thinking, because it was a beautiful first touch that set you up. Um, what were you thinking uh, as the ball came to you? Um, you know, it was just instinct, really, you know. Um, I think you don't really have much time to think when it comes, so, yeah, it was just it was instinct. And uh, what was the uh, atmosphere like during that game, um, and how did it affect the players, you think, because uh, it was very loud at times and uh, very intense? Yeah, no, it's always um, great playing in the derbies. The, the fans are really passionate, and it's really... On the field, it's really intense, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's a great atmosphere and it's something amazing to play in. And um, when you scored that goal, you ran up to the Sydney FC fans, the away cove. Uh, you were almost swallowed by the fans there. Tell us about that moment. Oh, it was just the reaction. You know, I saw the cove and why not I'd go celebrate with them. So, yeah. It must be uh, satisfying also um, to get two dramatic wins against the Western Sydney Wanderers and also a draw and remain unbeaten against uh, your S- Sydney rivals. Yeah, definitely. 
it's a great feeling, you know, especially to win the derby, the two, the two games out of three and draw the other one. Yeah, it's a great feeling, you know, and I think the fans will have their say now, so yeah. And um, just want to move now to the Asian Cup. Uh, um, what was it like uh, playing in the Asian Cup? Uh, sorry, not playing. Uh, what was it like being involved in the Asian Cup? And uh, tell us about your experience. Yeah, it was, um, some, it was something for me that I will remember from my lifetime, you know, um, being a part of the squad with some, with some fantastic players and, and the great coaching staff. And definitely I'll remember this for the rest of my life. And uh, what was it like uh, for you? You didn't get um, any game time during the tournament. Um, what was that experience like being on the bench? Uh, you know, it was a bit frustrating, but you know, I didn't expect too much, especially you know, being part of the squad that just coming in and working under Ange, and you know, uh, just being there was a massive honour for me and being a part of the squad. And uh, did Ange speak to you about your role in the team? Um, what, what did he say to you? Because he, he did mention you a few times after the tournament that um, he felt for you. What, 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 was, what, what did Ange say to you? Uh, you know, it wasn't too much, you know. Um, you know just, I was just happy, you know. And um, he just said, you know, you just keep working hard and, you know, that's it. So, yeah. And you must be excited uh, for the future with the Socceroos uh, to, uh, to get more game time with the upcoming friendlies and the World Cup qualifiers. Tell us how you're feeling about that. Oh, you know, I think everyone, you know, being part of the Socceroos or being, you know, being part of it will be really exciting. You know? And um, definitely, I'm over the moon. I'm just even being a part of the squad and just being in, just being with the names, the big names in there. So yeah. And also, it must be frustrating because um, you've had a few false starts um, this season. You've been picked. Um, uh, you got injured, and then also you had an unfortunate car accident. It must be frustrating. You must be buzzing to get out on the pitch. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. You get ups, lots of ups and downs, you know, and uh, it all balances out. But, yeah, um, you know, you, once you get on the pitch, you know, you forget everything and you just want to play football. The team's been in form, scoring lots of goals since the Asian Cup break and uh, collecting a lot of points. What do you think has led to this uh, uh, reversal of form? Uh, you know, we, we were doing well at the start of the season, you know. We just got some unlucky results and some big injuries and... You know, I think, you know, now everyone's back on board, everyone's working hard and everyone's positive, you know, we're sticking as a team and we're moving forward. So, yeah, we've been doing really well. And also, the, the team, um, even though the team's scoring a lot of goals, it's still leaking goals. Uh, what, what do you think uh, um, is the reason for that and how can it be fixed? Um, to be honest, you know, um, I'm not a defender, so... <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, look, uh, we're going to work... Uh, you know, everyone's got stuff to improve, like, you know, you can't just think, you know, you, just, you know, can't improve on anything, so we just got to keep working harder than, you know, and we're going to do our best I can. And um, just tell us about um, Mark Yanko, he's the informed striker of the A-League at the moment, what's it like um, having him up front, um, especially since he's been in form? Uh, Mark was a very dangerous striker, you know, he's big, he's strong, you know, he can finish, I think, you know, you know any club in the world water, you know, so um, we're really... Lucky to have him, and being able to play with him is a massive thing for me. I think a lot of players as well. And there are five teams in contention at the moment on the A-League. Uh, where do you think Sydney fits into that? Uh, you know, all the teams are hard. You know, you can't say no team easy in the A-League. You know, everyone's a tough side, you know. So we're going to, you know, we're not going to sit, sit there and think, you know, it's really easy, you know. So we're going to go out there and give it our best for our time, you know. And I think, you know, we've got a very good chance, but we've just got to keep working hard and, you know, keep going out there and playing. 
And you play uh, Newcastle on Friday. Uh, how do you think the team will go? Uh, you know, the boys have been training hard this week and, um, you know, especially coming off the derby, you know, the boys are pumped and, you know, so we'll get ready for Friday. Okay. I uh, just want to say uh, thanks for joining us on 442 FM and uh, thanks for your time, uh, Terry. I really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, sir. All right, mate. Yeah. Bye. And that was Terry Antonis, the Sydney Derby hero. Yes. Goal scorer. Well, forever remembered. If you score a win in the Derby, you'll forever remembered. I think that's the rules. <laughs> Immortalised. Yes. There'll be, there'll be banners of that for years to come. Um, I'm sure in the next game, Sydney, you see, we'll give the Wanderers a reminder. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's got a lot of... Uh, young lad, 21? Yeah, I think he's about 20. Um, yeah. He's had a few up and, ups, up and downs, as he mentioned in that interview. Uh, he actually was... Uh, um, in one of the games uh, leading up to the Asian Cup, he was driving to the airport and had a car accident on his way mm. to catch a flight for the Socceroos. So he ended up missing that game. And then another... Um, and then... Uh, um, he, another game he got, he was injured, and also he was about to sign with Palmer and got a serious abductor injury as well. So he's had a few ups and downs, and this season has been his most consistent in terms of game time. Um, he's been on the bench the last few games, but I think that's down to probably uh, Arnie wanting to ease his, ease he's in back a, and turn us back in. He's still young, mm. don't forget that, and hopefully City can keep him front. I think he probably needs another season before he goes. Uh, overseas, you probably see him in Socceroo squads. Um, yeah, yeah. From now on, from now on, um, mm. he didn't get to play in the Asian Cup uh, in any game That's time. A, I think the only yeah, player that, in the squad that must have hurt a lot. I don't know. I, I, he seemed quite switch on. I, I, I thought. Um, yeah, I, I, I was a little bit surprised how he how he spoke. Really, yeah. he's quite um, understated. Yeah, um, you know, he's he's only a young lad, but he is. Um, Almost a little bit sort of reserved and, and quite shy. Yeah, he's... And whereas on the field, he, he, he can sometimes come across as arrogant. Yeah, really, can't he? And, and some of the things that he does, which is you know, that's amazing. That's yeah. I, 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 arrogant. I you like mean like about. self-assured? And yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. No, like uh, I mean that in like a, a boss in a, on the pitch a, kind a of positive thing. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very, it, very much a, yeah. a compliment. Yeah. Um, good stuff. So um, uh, let's have a chat about the upcoming games. You know, uh, Terry mentioned the. Uh, Jets Sydney FC on Friday night. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'll, let's, let's jump in on the score predictions. Um, I've gone straight in there, three 0 Sydney. Well, well, I'm. I reckon it's going to be two one Sydney. I think uh, from such a high, it's very hard to come to get back up again after such a game. And I think um, Newcastle Jets, like even though. The, you know they're they're not they're in crisis and not playing well and not winning games. They're still going to pose a threat, and Newcastle fans will come out. I reckon Sydney Sydney's always a bit of a draw card, so I think you'll be see a few more fans than usual. And mm. um, why wouldn't you want to put one over Sydney? Uh, you know a Sydney team that's high flying. Um, yeah, so I reckon two one to Sydney FC. So that's Sydney FC, the highest on the away. Table form table, Newcastle Jets only Brisbane Roar lower them on the on the home table. Doesn't look good in terms of form, but um, but yeah, uh, we d- discussed briefly about um, the Phoenix playing um, hosting Adelaide and uh, the early game on Saturday. Yeah, um, this is um, I, I, I think there's going to be goals galore in this game. I think there's going to be goals galore, and just like the last game, Wellington played at home. Um, 
hopefully uh, a different uh, food company can um, promote themselves. Last time, uh, this uh, pizza, pizza company, company. Uh, said that if Nathan Burns scores, then everyone gets a pizza. I don't think they'll be doing the same thing because Burns scored last weekend. Yeah. And when Burns scores, sometime this season, especially you've seen he gets in a bit of a run. So hopefully maybe Ben Sigmund, they'll offer it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many goals he scored, but it's probably a safer bet for them. But I reckon Wellington... Um, uh, are specials for this game. Um, Adelaide are missing key players, and I reckon Wellington will win 2 0. 2 0. I've gone 4 2. For who? Phoenix. Oh. I think there's going to be goals, goals galore. Goals, goals. Then the, um, the other game on the Saturday victory versus Perth, which is, again, you have know, there's. there's those two games, yeah, they're going to be the, know, that's, the, that's four of the games. four of the top five yeah. there. Um, this could be a chance for Sydney to to, to jump jump a place yeah. out of fifth and and leapfrog one like a third or a, a fourth. Um, I reckon uh, Melbourne victory will be spewing. They didn't get all the points against Wellington. They'll be fired up. Uh, Perth, you know, they're not looking. The, the, the something's missing. They're um, they're still getting points. They're still drawing, but. I think they need Andy Keogh to fire up and, and start um, finishing because he's getting in position to score. You'd be worried if he wasn't getting into position, but he is getting into position. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, I, I reckon, um, okay, I'm, I'm saying 2 all. 2 all? Yeah. I've gone for 2 1 victory. Yeah. But this is, this could be a title decider, this game. Well, last time, I th- from memory, I think Melbourne victory were winning 3 1 and Perth. Came back and made it three all. I, th- I think mm. Perth are specials for drawing. If you're going to make a bet, put it on Perth drawing. Well, and and, and that yeah, you, you're right. That's what that's what they're. Um, I, th- I think a, a draw is, isn't really a, a great result for either team. Really, no. uh, you know, if if it's a the case of losing or um, or, or drawing, you know, they, they definitely go for the draw. But but, but it is a six pointer. It, it, it's definitely and the draw is. stops them from Melbourne victory getting you know those points ahead of them. So, mm. um, then Sunday early afternoon, three pm kickoff. Oh, what's going on? Why why is uh, what's going on? I don't want to be... you know you don't want to push it, but come on FFA, you can do better than that, surely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's March, it's not the hottest time, like February and January, mm. so maybe they're, they're thinking they're thinking about that, Might, yeah. but I think it's still early March, and, you know, it's still early kickoff, and that never gets a lot of crowd, that game, um, especially the Central Coast, you know, it's laid back, people are fishing and swimming and mm. going to the markets and... Um, going on boats with their ladies, <laughs> um, but, so. but that is. I played at um, one o'clock last uh, last week, yeah, and, and it was just before uh, in, in Sydney, just before we had the storms. Uh, oh no, sorry, it was uh, it was eleven o'clock. My game, yeah, sorry, really thirty-eight degrees. So muddy it was when the, we stepped out onto the field. Yeah, the um, humidity is ki- it's a killer at that time as well. That's another thing. Yeah. Humidity is worse than heat. Oh yeah, so sure. Um, um, so yeah, um, if it's going to be, I, I think it, 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 there is a chance that it could be a hot one. It could be a stinker. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm going for one. Literally, more. Um, I reckon Melbourne City two 0 in that one. Two 0 and the final game, the Raw host Wanderers. So 
Brisbane, one of the form teams in the A-League. Only, yes. only Sydney FC got more points in the last five games than, than Brisbane Raw, um, with three wins, one draw, one loss. Western Sydney Wanderers, um, this is probably... You could probably say this is a bit of a form period for them um, in comparison for the season um, because they've actually won a game in the last five. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, I, th- I can't see anything other than a, a, a raw win here. Well, someone I, I heard someone say on, a, on, um, on radio somewhere that the Wanderers might be on a high from their... Um, that's why they're putting such a good performance against Sydney FC. Even though they played midweek, yep. playing and winning in Asia actually gets them to the A-League on a high because they've won and they've had a good result. So mm. if they get another win, um, on they're playing at home so they don't have to travel. If they get another win against a quality opponent, this could help them um, uh, into the Brisbane game. If I was Brisbane, I wouldn't uh, get these three. think the, these three points are in the bag. But saying that, I'm putting Brisbane 2-0. 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go against everything that I've just said. Don't you love the English language? In saying that, just just cancels out every, everything you've said before. <laughs> um, good stuff. So that concludes the the upcoming round of the A League um, uh, for our predictions. Um, I know that's the that's what everyone tunes in for. Yes. Um, on that note. I when while Terry Antonis was uh, was chatting to Con, um, I plotted some numbers. All right, um, and I've just worked out. Uh, so I, I'm sat here with the form table. So I've got home away um, last five games, um, and then the form from uh, home and away as well. So uh, there would be Asperger's kids getting very excited at yeah. the moment. So I've <laughs> uh, I, I've plotted my um, A League uh, table algorithm here uh, so I've worked out on the past eight games uh, the past games and also the the momentum uh, I've predicted the results of the final games for all the top five um, and you've you heard it here first guys I will I would like to announce that the winner of the Hyundai A League 2014-15 season is Melbourne victory is that the premier's play you mean like the uh, end of season um points tally that is the top of the table okay um well i agree with you because melbourne victory out of all those teams looking at the 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 run home melbourne victory's got the easiest run home um if you look at the last few games they're playing they've got mariners at home phoenix away jets at home roar away mariners home again Mm -hmm. um and then the last game the roar away to be decided but they've got basically jets brisbane roar and mariners to finish um, Sydney FC. If you look at the other teams, their last three away game, last three games are are away. They've got Glory away, Jets away, and Phoenix away. Um, we, and before that game, they've got Adelaide. So they've got probably the hardest run of all. Yeah. Um, Wellington Phoenix um, got a very hard run at um, the last four games. We've got Victory at home, City away, Mariners at home, and then Sydney at home. But I, I've actually plotted um, that. Phoenix will finish second. Oh, okay. Um, wow. In, in the league, so they will. Um, Perth will drop into third, uh, so they'll finish on even points. But um, the the Phoenix goal difference will just keep them above Perth uh, in second spot, and uh, Sydney will finish fifth. Adelaide finish fourth. So, okay. There wow. you go. Well, um, yeah. I mean, Perth have got a pretty um, okay run. They've got uh, Sydney FC at home. Melbourne City at home, and then the Wanderers away. So they've got a f- um, the they've got uh, home 
they're playing at home, that'll help. Mm-hmm. Um, Adelaide United, we mentioned them. Um, well, the thing is, because you've got, you've got five teams in contention, there's no... A lot of teams are going to take points off each other. Yep. Um, it's going to be crucial that if you're playing a team, teams who are playing each other in the, in the top five to um, get a, a victory. So that's going to cause a lot of... I can see a lot of pretty good games coming up in the last few games, a lot of open play, um, like we had it with the Wellington Phoenix and Melbourne Victory. That game, you had teams running up and down the pitch like they were doing laps at a pool. Or laps at a... Um... So, are you telling me my algorithm is nonsense? No, no, I'm just saying... Because I'll rip it off. <laughs> <laughs> He's ripping it off. Calm down, sunshine. Calm down. Chill out, Winston. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that, but that, that, is, that is definitely the beauty of the A-League, that... Um, that... Even uh, my uh, educated algorithm uh, can be ripped up and called nonsense. Well, you can uh, ri- because make, make a new one every week and you'll have to rip it up. Right. That's how crazy it is. Deal. Um, so, brilliant. Well, let's leave it there for, for this week. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, if, if, if you enjoy this podcast and you want to show a bit of love back to us, go out and buy the magazine. It's, it's out for one more week. Um, it's the Asian Cup Champions with Timmy on the front cover. If you do not buy that, you're you're not a true Australian. Yeah, you're not a, it's an Australian. Yeah, that's un- I mean, Australian. It's the only time uh, we, we've won uh, some proper silverware. Yeah. You need that as a souvenir to show your kids. I was alive when I was there when this happened, and and I have four four two March issue to prove it. Um, be a patriot and uh, and go out and buy four four two. Do I have the national anthem on here? No, I don't. All I've got is the the outro music. Um, so that's coming soon. Come, thanks for coming in again. No worries, thank you for and, uh, getting me on here again. And thank you very much for tuning in, uh, and we'll speak to you next week. Thanks a lot. <laughs>